Baker J. Baker or BJ Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Really Tell It Like It Is program. Uh, this is Tuesday, so you must know that this is the Tell It Like It Is that we're talking about. Um, last week, we talked about taking every thought captive or taking thoughts captive, and I want to talk about the Father's heart and why this is important. Uh, I believe that one of the things, one of the worst thoughts that people have is that God does not love me or that God, God is judging me or that God has this and uh, he's not pleased with me or some crazy stuff like that. And one of the things of it is, is that I was actually on a Zoom today where uh, one of my sons was teaching and um, I mentioned something that I'd like to um, expound on a little bit tonight. And it was talking about the revealer of the revealer. God is the one that wants to reveal in us who he is in us and who we are in him. But this will never work for any of us if we don't take the thoughts that are thrown into our head if we don't take them captive. And what I mean by captive is this, I have to investigate every thought. And so let me, let me, let me share some things with you. Uh, as soon as you are born from above, we receive total forgiveness, past, present, and future. It's all forgiveness. We receive the love of God, which is the forgiveness of God. And what happens is this, we receive the fact that we have been born from above and we receive that heart, we receive the ways of God in us. Now, when we receive that, he says, you have now a new heart. You have now a new mind. Now, what we have to do is to practice using that mind. That's why the Bible tells us to let this mind be in us that was in Christ. So as we are in Christ it, in Messiah, in Christ, not in Jesus it, not in earth to there, but as Robin so, uh, so rightfully spoke today, that we are the image of Jesus in the earth. Now here's something that God gave me. Let's go to Romans 12 for uh, just a moment. And then we'll come back to, uh, oh, shoot, I have to pull up a new Bible. Hold on. Uh, as we go to Romans 12, and in Romans 12, um, the, 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 uh, here's something that is really interesting, as, as the Word of God says. He says, uh, live consistent with who you are, inspired by the loving kindness of God. Uh, my brothers. The most practical expression of worship is to make your bodies available to him as a living sacrifice. Okay, this pleases him more than any religious routine. I think I've talked about this on this program or another program or prayed it or whatever it is. At any rate, it's this. I present, King James says, uh, uh, please present your bodies Present your bodies unto him, a living sacrifice. Why is it a living sacrifice? Because it has blood, because it has flesh, because it has legal authority to be in the earth. Present this body unto him, a living sacrifice, so that he can operate in it, so that he can take this blood, 
uh, uh, individual that gives us this blood and filled with water. We're water and blood. We're all of that water, blood, flesh, all of this. And he can live the life that he wants to live in and through it. Once we are born from above, we no longer want to live the life that we used to live. We no longer want to live our life. We want him to live his life in and through us so that we can be an expression of heaven in the earth. And he says this, he says uh, he desires to find visible individual expression in you. I am who I am and I can be no other person. I don't want to be any other person. I don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be the person that he made Baker. I want to be the person that he made uh, Dr. Baker. I want to be the person that he made Apostle Dr. Baker. In other words, my expression of that is of Jesus, of the Christ. But the thing is, is that I'm expressing it the way he made me to express things in the earth. I am not expressing it the way that someone else would do it. And we stop being a clone when people, when these thoughts start to come, you're not like them. You are so different. You're not accepted. You, you don't fit in. Of course you don't fit in. What you do is that you have been made in. You have been made in his image and after his likeness. And there is a certain place that you are to fill. So you don't need to fit in. You just need to attach yourself to his purpose that he has for your life. This is why taking these thoughts captive, taking these thoughts and saying, that's not God's thought for me. That is not my thought. That's the thought that comes from someplace else. That thought is foreign to my purpose, to my identity and to who it is that I am. As we're, we're born from above, we're forgiven. God instantly cleans up most of the stuff in our, the aspects in our lives. Actually, it's all cleaned up, but we just left the mess lying around. You know, it, it's it's an interesting thing. You can sweep all the dirt all the dirt up into a place, or you can vacuum it all up. But until that vacuum is emptied, or until that that uh, dirt is taken up by the dustpan, some of you may not even know what a dustpan is. By the dustpan and thrown in the garbage, we still have that dust and stuff around. He had, uh, um, and he wants to deal with whatever remains. It says that he that started a good work in us. He was going to complete it. So what we have to do is to continue to submit this body, to submit this mind, to submit it unto him and allow him to do in it what needs to be done. We have spent so much time. Oh, my God, I got to work on this. Oh, I got to work on this. I got to work on this. I got to work on this. You just be you, you continue to work and work and work and nothing gets done when he says that I have begun a good work in you. I have begun the perfect work in you. I have begun a, a God work in you and I will complete it. You know, um, most, most people, you know, they go to church, they go to their congregations or whatever it is, and they do it as far as a duty is concerned. They do it. Uh, they, they, they get there. They, they're offended by people. They come out, they're offended. They go in offended by two people and they come out offended by six. So you go in to collect the fences. 
And if you if you don't understand how to take these thoughts captive, then what's going to happen to you is that you're going to come out with more bondages than you did when you went in. Why is that? Because you're judging things from below rather than from above. And, you know, people say we're not supposed to judge. You don't judge. You, you, there's things you don't judge, but there are things that you do judge. I judge my actions. I judge uh, what spirit things are coming from. I judge the things that I need to judge. He said that we were going to judge the angels. We're going to pass judgment on them. So we need to start to practice, but we need to start practice the things that we need to judge. We know uh, that not only is Jesus supposed to be our savior, but he is supposed to be our Lord. Okay. If he is Lord, if he is Lord, he is the owner of all things. So if he, the king is Lord, that must mean that the kingdom and all the kingdoms, all of these things belong to him. He says the earth is mine and everything in it and everyone in it. So he has already claimed all the earth for his kingdom. And so we have to start operating in the manner as not being not being a not being the victim, not being the, the below person, but actually realizing who we are and why we are. And when we start to do that, we start to understand who we're related to, who we are, who's on the inside of us, who it is that we represent, who it is that we walk in, who it is that is seen in and through us. Nobody wants to see us. Nobody wants to see what it is that we have, but what they do want to see is the one that we carry, the one that carries us. We carry him and he carries us. It's a, it's a, it's a co-laborship. It's a co-joining. It's a co-journey, a joint, a co-joining. It's a co-joining together that together we get to do the work. Uh, he wants us to, to surrender our thoughts and our emotions. And so to his lordship, to his willship, to a kingdom of God way of thinking. Think about that for a moment. All he's saying is this. I want you to think kingdom of God thoughts. I want to be, if I'm Lord, he says that we need to confess that he is Lord. He is Lord of what I'm doing right now. It's his words that I want to speak. It's his thing that I want to get across to you. It's his desire that I want to get across to you. It's his desire that you understand that you get, not from below, not the understanding from below. If we keep trying to understand the love of God from below or the mind of God from below, and we will keep bringing it and making it a low life thing. We will make it so that it does not make any sense. Because why? Because we get to judge by this humanity and God is not a man. God is not a person in that sense. He says he's not a man that he could lie. He cannot lie. God is saying that this is not a part of who I am. To many of us that are believers, they say, God, Jesus, I'm saved. Okay, but he has no lordship over you. There is no lordship that when he is ruling, that he is ruling and he is reigning in all of these different areas of your life. Then we walk in this place of obedience because we get to obey. We don't withhold. We don't steal. We don't back up off of it. Why? Because we have received the love of God. I was taught, I mean, you know, I, all of you know that I talk a lot about the tithe. I talk about the first fruits. I talk about offerings. I talk about alms. I live this way. Uh, 
these are joys in my life. Uh, I, I love giving. That's a, that's a part of who I am because I'm like my father. I'm like my Lord. I'm like my owner. I'm like my king and my Lord. He is my king and my Lord. That means he take, he owns everything that I am and he takes very good care of me. And so he wants us not to be conquered by our thoughts, but our thoughts are to be taken captive to the obedience of who he is. Second Corinthians 10, five tells us that. I talked a little bit about this last week and that we are to vanquish all of these negative emotions and that we are to apply uh, by, by applying forgiveness. I have to forgive myself. I've worked with clients all day today. At the first thing I had to do was to get them to forgive themselves. And some of them say things like, well, I did forgive myself. I've forgiven myself so many times until and it's never done any good. I says, what did you forgive yourself for? Well, I just forgave myself. Well, if you didn't forgive yourself for anything specific, how are you going to know if you really forgave yourself or not? And then when you start to take people into the 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 um, uh, the areas of their life and the areas of their mind, and you find out what it is that they're thinking and what it is that they've thought from a taught or a young person or whatever up to now, you know why they have to go back and forgive themselves. There's things that they have blamed themselves for. There's things that they have tried to cover up. When you live a life of forgiveness, you don't have to cover up anything. What people see is what they get. How you are is who you are. And, and, and then you know who you are. Many people live a false life. Why do they live a false life? Because they don't know who they are. They have tried to be so many people. I have told, I, uh, sometimes I hate to tell stories about myself or about what God did and how it is that he did it because without fail, the next week or whatever it is, somebody's going to get a word and God's going to give them exact same word to do things the exact same way that he had given me that they heard me say. And it doesn't work for them. Why is that? Because they didn't get the word from God. What they did is they took it and they decided he did it this way for them, for her, and he's going to do it that same way for me. Let God be the unique God that he is for your life. He has something so much greater for you than, than if you take what it is that he had for me or how it is that he worked for me, how it is that he worked things out for me. You are special. You are, are important. You are valuable. You are worth blood. You are worth life. You are worth breath. You are worth it all. And he loved you so much that he made a place for you in the earth. He made a place for you here so that he could supply every good thing that it was that you needed so that he could work things out uh, uniquely for you. This is the love of God that is shed abroad in your heart by the spirit of God. He says, I want to surprise you. I want to do things for you. I want to do things in you that has not been seen in the earth. I want to to, to create things in you. I want to create things through you so that you can bring these things forth. That's how uh, forth. That's how special you are. Allow the love of God. Allow the heart of God. Allow the mind of God to work for you. You see, what's happened is this, is that we have been so used to following. I mean, people follow these people on Facebook. You follow this, you follow this, you follow this. And there isn't anything wrong with that. 
But he says, look, do this. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So you can see how I follow Christ and then you can go to him and you can recognize and you can realize that you are following him on the path that he has given you. So our, our will, as we submit our will unto God, as we submit our ways unto him, as we submit our mind unto him, as we submit all of these things unto him, you start to see the magnificence of how God wants to work in your life. Please, please, please don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to pattern after anyone else. There are ways that God wants to use the, uh, use your body. He wants to walk in you. There are things that have never even been thought of in the earth that he is waiting for you to submit yourself, to submit your thoughts, to submit your trust, to submit your ways unto him so that he can do something so great in and through you. My God, both negative and and uh, negative emotions and 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 positive emotions can uh, trigger nasty, sinful behavior. When you start thinking about things, when you start thinking about something that is nice or great or whatever it is, and then you go after to try and make it happen yourself, or you go after and you steal another way of doing it, then what happens is this: you have walked into sin. Why? Because you're not being honest with yourself. If you have have questions I forgot to tell you this if you have questions or comments please send them in because we want I want those I want to be able to answer your questions I don't want to just sit up here and talk for because I'll sit up here and talk 20 minutes and then I'll just hang it up because it, it you know I don't like to talk to myself can we uh, how do we make sure we are judging the error in a teaching but not judging the people teaching it Oh, that's a oh that's one of my daughters that's a great question okay here it is let's say I sit here today and I say something that is erroneous or maybe I say something I'm teaching you something that you have never heard of before first thing that you have to do is that you do things like this for instance uh, if if you have questions or if you have a gnawing or something in it, if you can get to that teacher, then you need to ask that teacher about it. First thing you need to ask yourself is this, how can I judge the way that I'm hearing it? Okay. I, I had a situation that happened. Uh, one of my sons called me yesterday and uh, the congregation in which he goes to, they were teaching something on... Um, uh, Romans 8 and uh, part of the information as far as they had gone was fairly right. It was right. The information was right, but they had not gone far enough to let it be known that the principle, the second principle that they were dealing with was wrong. In Romans 8, it, 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 uh, what it is, is that, uh, she made it sound like sin was okay or, uh, that, that being in Christ was not necessary or whatever it was. But I judged this. I looked at this because I understood the word of God and I understand this. The Bible tells me this. First thing you have to do is to remember you think more, you think highly, you think the best of every person. 
You think the best of every teacher. You think the best of them. If you have if you have uh, the ability to go to them, you let them know, I cannot find this in the word of God the way that you taught it. Here is what I heard. Make sure that you are hearing what it is that they're saying. That the person, as you think, as you submit your mind, as you submit your ways unto him, you're going to think the best of every person. You're going to think, you're going to think that they're doing the best that they can. And they're, and if they're in error, they're in error. But uh, when you go to them, or if you can't go to them, you go to someone that you need to go to. And remember, it is not your job to judge that person. You step out of alignment. You step out of your position when you judge your teacher. That's not your job. Your job is not to do that. Your judge, your job is to judge the word of God. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing, judging the word of truth. You judge the word and you can do that. And what you do is you say, you know what? This person has gone as far as they can. Lord, help me to pray for them. I will pray for them. I will not judge them because I don't know if they got the mind of Christ. I don't know where they're coming from. That's not my job at this time. And then if it's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, you go to one that you know. You go to someone that you know and say, you know, I'm having a hard time with this person. And uh, they were teaching this and they will help you to understand it's not the person you're having a hard time with. You're having a hard time with the word that they've given you because the word is incorrect. And and you can separate the person from the word. And when you do that, then you're allowing God to go in and work with them. You say, Lord, I pray for them. I surround them with your love. I surround them. I release that love unto them. I give them what it is that you have given me. And then you don't walk in offense. That way you, you're not walking in offense. You're not walking in any of those types of things. Does that help? Uh, send me a message back and let me know if that helps or if that makes any sense. And any other questions, please send them in or or, or comments or, or whatever. I like interaction. Even in our congregation, I like interaction. I don't like just sitting up talking to myself. I talk to myself all the time anyway. And but then most of the time I talk to myself, I make myself laugh. But uh, okay, <laughs> here it is. When we deal with thoughts, uh, the first the, the, we first deal with the power that is behind the thoughts. You see, this is a uh, 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 the question that was just asked Geneva. This is a part of it. You first got to deal with the thoughts that be that's behind uh, the power that's behind the thoughts. Oh, praise God! The thoughts that are behind the uh, the uh, thoughts or the power that is behind the thoughts, because the power that's behind the thought can have you looking at that person or having you look at someone with a toxicity, which means that you're looking at them and they're they're uh they're repulsive to you. I mean, I've had people that just oh, uh every time I I I hear them or I look at them, I mean, I just get nauseated and then I have to go and ask myself, what is this? You heard this about them and you did not check it out. You heard this about them. You did not check it out and you did not ask me. And when I start to do that, when I finally do that, then what happens is my emotions and things start to change. Still don't like what they're preaching. 
still don't like what they're saying because what they're saying and what they're preaching is wrong. But the person themselves, this is why it is that uh, you, you know the word of God. And another thing is this, you need to understand that there are so many different dimensions, so many different levels, so many different frequencies, so many of that, that many of us want to stay in the same place because we got a revelation and God showed me this and God showed me this and God showed me this, but he didn't show you from a seat. He showed you from where the church age is, which is the outer court. He showed you from the outer court and you're still there in the outer court. You haven't moved any place. And so your revelation is still Paquito. It is still small. It is still teeny tiny. It is still something that has not gone. Every person I listen to, uh, that that uh, no matter what it is, I'm asking him to open me up so that I can hear from the dimension or the level that they are or above or above. If someone is as we're training different ministers and uh, there's a number of people that will be licensed or uh, I mean, be ordained or relicensed because they still got to grow some uh, more before I can put that license, uh, that, that ordination on them. Because when I ordain someone, then what it's saying is this, you have the mind of Christ, you have my heart, you have God's heart, and you can go out and represent me. There's nobody that I'm going to ordain that I can't say, somebody asked me to come and minister that I can't say, uh, send uh, send zoom, send zoom over here. Send this one over here. Send this one over here. They can come and represent me because they have a quality about them. Not necessarily do they have all of the things that I have, but that they will teach that they will preach, that they will minister, that they will do what it is at the level of that congregation because they're able to do that. They're able to flow in that manner. Why, why am I saying these things? All I'm talking about is the mind of Christ. All I'm talking about is the love of God. All I'm talking about is you. You are qualified to do more than you ever thought you could because of who lives on the inside of you. All I want to do, I don't want to puff you up. I don't want to give you no, no, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to give you false hopes and stuff. But what I want to do is to let you know that when you start to present your body, when you start to live a life that you don't own it. My God, my God, my God, the freedom that is in that. The freedom to know that God is the one that takes care of me. God is the one that provides for me. God is the one that, op that has opened doors that nobody can, can dispute. God is the one that closed that door, honey. And I am not, I mean, no matter how many crowbars I have, I cannot open it. God is the one that did that. God is the one that allows me to go through this tight place so that in this tight place, I can move to another uh, realm or another frequency or another rhythm or whatever it is, wherever it is that he has so that I can produce greater fruit. Uh, uh, God is the one that pruned me back. God is the one that did this. God is the one that did this. I'll be doggone if I'm going to let the devil have any, any, any any 
privilege of being able to do anything in my life ain't gonna happen it is not going to happen i don't care whether it's a good situation whether i deem it a good situation or a bad situation i'm going to do and it is not easy it is not easy it takes strength it takes tenacity it takes determination to decide in everything i'm gonna thank god in everything through everything i am going to thank him in every situation i am going to thank him i am not gonna blame anybody else for any situation i would not dare give anybody that kind of power over my life you made me think this you made me sad you made me ain't happening this is the mind of christ i have the mind of christ i realize i'm not gonna give no demonic thing i'm not gonna bring that toxic type of emotion and that 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 victimization type thing into my life uh, i have to realize however it is i'm influenced is the way that i'm thinking people do what they do because they think what they think people do what they do because they believe what they believe you don't do things that you have not thought about well i didn't think about shooting her i didn't think about having sex with this person it just happened that's a lie from the pit of hell you know you thought about it you know you thought about these things you thought about it you planned it you you worked it out in your head you allowed these things to happen why because your word you did not give your hearing to god and it wasn't lining up with his word and his purpose and his plan and the place that he had for you <clears throat> you are anointed i mean we can't keep silent uh let's see i have found myself i have found myself offended by the deceptions being taught not by the person people teaching the people is deceived they aren't intentionally trying to deceive others okay i agree and disagree with you there are those out there there are many people that are teaching that have not been sent by god there are many people that are teaching in seminaries and in places of learning that are not born from above they are not born again at all they have been sent they have been assigned by the devil to cheat to teach erroneous things because like silly women we have people that will follow things and will follow people that will follow a spirit it's just like in our politics our political systems there are people that have said that here they are apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers and what they do is they take a title they take a title you can get those online if you want to uh they get those online or they get a title or they just start calling themselves something or they start calling others that and then what happens is this they're teaching things to deceive god's people See, the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever it is that you sow, whether it be good or bad, whether it be good or righteous, whether it be righteous or unrighteous, even Paul talked about, he says, some of these people are teaching these things in order to put me in chains. He said, but I don't care. I don't care. It has you running to that. But I want you to understand this is where and so I, I I disagree with the part that they aren't intentionally trying to deceive others. There are some demonic plants in 
uh, in the system, in the religious system, in the system that people call themselves uh, kingdom citizens, they call themselves kingdom this, they call themselves Christians, they call themselves churchgoers, they call themselves, uh, they call a lot of things, but they have been intentionally assigned to bring havoc within the body to bring in discord. it's uh, It comes in the form of male bodies. It comes in the form of female bodies. It is not just the spirit of Jezebel, but it is the spirit of, of, uh, um, of Prophet Naaman. It is all of those different kinds of things that will teach people how to deceive, how to make people fall in the church. These are people that come in. This is why the Bible says, that in these days that people would come in because of these silly women, silly women, and they're not talking about necessarily female silly women, but that spirit of a silliness that will take anything that sounds good. You can get, um, uh, there's been preachers that were supposed to be preachers of uh, small, medium, large congregations of people. And I saw this on, on uh, uh, one of the pastors, one of the, the, the preachers who had taught things for, for ages. In fact, I administered with him, came and was letting the people know that Mother Moon and Father Moon was really the God that they were to serve and all of this. And thousands of people were there and nobody got up and moved. I mean, these people were going through that. They came in to deceive. They will come in like hypnotists, and they will hypnotize people. There are people that have been sent in order to confuse you, in order to make it in this day. This is the reason that God said to be careful how you hear, to be cautious as to what, uh, be, you know, to watch how you hear and how you see. This is the reason that people need fathers. They need, uh, uh, they, 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 they need uh, mature fathers and mothers. They need mature fathers, whether it comes in a female body or a male body. They need to be around, to understand and to find out what truth really sounds like. Because once you really know what truth sounds like, then all of those other things can be silenced. But there are people, there are people, sweetheart, that have been sent in order to deceive. That's their only purpose. Their only purpose is to come in and to destroy. They have been sent by demons. They have been sent because this is what it is that they have to do. And and, and, and we realize we talk about the anointing. Well, the anointing, there's false anointings and there's as righteous anointings. There's charismata, charismatic type people that come in and it seems like an anointing and everything is going and they're preaching stuff that does not even make any kind of sense, but no one is listening to them. It's like a mob mentality. And so they're meant to do that. And what it is, is this, they've come to minister to the emotions, to the flesh, to the to, to this part of you. It has nothing to do with the spirit. Spirit to spirit. The Bible says, check the spirit by the spirit. But you also need to check and find out where it's coming from because most of the stuff, much of the stuff that's being taught is not coming to mature you. It's coming to make you, uh, to, to make you accountable, to make you subservient to make you subject to what it is that they they are uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's all about money. I don't know if it's all about power. I don't know what it is. I don't really give a care. All I know is this, is that I 
am going to do the best that I can possibly do to equip you so that you will be able to see the truth and understand the truth from the false. That's that's what I care about. That's how I care. That's what it is that I want to do. Uh, any any comments that any of you have about anything that I'm saying? I meant you know last time I was on or whatever it is. Some of you guys in your comments they were they were just great. I mean I was able to take those and minister on some of those. So I like your comments also. Hallelujah. There are times when you have thoughts. And uh, there is a feeling, emotions attached to it. And there are times when there's no feelings. I just know it's not God. Do, do we deal with our emotions the same way we deal with wrong thoughts? Or do we do more when our emotions are involved? No, your thoughts are creating your emotions. When your thoughts come, your emotions follow your thoughts. If you notice, if you sit up and... and um, Okay, I, I have I have patience in, in my practice. Well, naturally, it wouldn't be any patient. Anyway, whatever. Okay, and I'm known as the laughing doctor. And people come in, and I, one of the things I noticed, uh, and I was, I was telling some of my clients this, I said, you know, one thing I notice about you, every time you tell me this story, you cry at the same place. We're going to get rid of that. I said, that is a deep, that is a demonic thing. I said, what it is, is this. You enjoy being a victim in that place because you've been there so long. See, the thoughts of what happened, then the emotions come in as to what happened. And so then the tears and things come in. We dealt with this. I didn't, it was, it was not a deliverance service, didn't have no deliverance service. What it was is that we had a confrontation. She had a confrontation. This client had a confrontation with a situation that had controlled her over all these years. And this was the beginning of a beginning. Once we had this confrontation and once she had to, was able to do the things that she was able to do, immediately she started to think differently. Immediately the emotions changed immediately. I mean, these things happen immediately. Haven't you ever known you sit up and you're thinking, you know, I don't have no money. I don't know what I'm going to do. These kids just uh, pain in the, in, in the abdomen. <laughs> These people are just, oh, my God. And you start to think, and then you start not to feel good. Your stomach starts to feel bloated. Your emotions just start, and you just, I don't know what's going on with me. I just don't know. I'm tired of this. I'm just tired of this. Everybody else can go on and do what they need to do. You just go on with all that crap. And what happens is your thought just went dark. Your thoughts went to take you into sin. Thoughts can take you into sin and thoughts can take you into glory, into the glory, uh, the glory places. And this is why you have to take these thoughts and you have to confront them. And this is what I mean when I'm talking about taking them captive, because your thoughts control your emotions. People do feel what they feel uh, uh, because they believe what they believe. And you think these thoughts long enough and you'll begin to believe them. Um, the voices of the past, the world, the flesh, the devil, uh, they don't stop speaking. They continue to speak no matter what. And so, but you have power and you have authority over all of these things. And the Bible lets you know that you are to test these spirits. You're to take these thoughts. You, uh, um, you uh, are a distinction. You are distinct. You are a new creation. Let's get to, to this. You got to start to remember. You have to start to speak to yourself. Let me see. 
okay, I got time to do this. Um, that you have to realize that you're not an old or made over creation. You're a new creation who God loves. Okay. He loves you. And since he loves you, he sings over you. He talks over you. Uh, uh, as I was telling people in service last Sunday, I think it was, this is where parents get this singing over their children, these lullabies. We got this from God. This is nothing new to him. And we're a new creation. And since we're a new creation, we start out in the growth and we continue in that, that we always agree with God. We always agree with the mind of God. Is therefore, uh, if any man be in Messiah, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look, look. So you got to open your eyes and look. All things have become new. Second, uh, Second Corinthians uh, five seventeen. The new creation always, 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 always agrees with God and His Word. If we don't get into the habit of agreeing with God rather than questioning God. I agree with this. I agree with this. God, I thank you for this. I don't understand it all, but I agree with you. The two, so we can now walk together. Can two walk together unless they be in agreement? No. So why in the world do I want to be a new creation and walking away from the one that created me? Why would I want to be a new creation and realizing that I'm at odds with God, I'm at odds with the one that just made me, that just created me in this. Uh, if, if, if something does not sound like God, if it doesn't sound like his word, even if you don't know that much of his word, you know, all of you have people in your life that you can call and say, you know, I was reading this scripture. Can you help me with it? I was reading this scripture. Can you help me with it? Here's a thought. Here's a situation that happened. Can you help me with it? I had to help someone uh, with the thought somebody told them um, uh, about it was a thing about marriage. You know, um, you know, you're in sin if if your husband leaves you or if you leave him, because the Bible says not the Bible does not say that. It says that if you if if you have to leave him for a while or he has to leave you for a while, uh, you know, go forth and do that. You, I mean, if, that, if if things happen that way, he never told you to stay in an abusive situation or any of those things. And I'm not talking, you notice I'm not talking gender because there's a lot of women that beat their husbands and a lot of men that beat their wives and their children and all of this other kind of stuff. But he never told you you had to stay in that situation. He says, separate for a while, get help, do that kind of thing. But if you get a divorce, if you do those things, if those things happen, you are not doomed for the rest of your life. And we have to start, you remember I'm doing this, this uh, series with um, um, Barry Cook and we're talking about Ephesians 5. We're talking about what a lot of these things uh, uh, mean because people have a wrong understanding of it. You are a new creation where there's neither male, female, slave, or free. Yes, women and men coming together, having, having intimacy, having sex, marry, all of this to have children. That's a part of the body. That's a part of this. But you are a new creation, a new species of being that brings forth peace. Uh, th there's a distinction that's made inside uh, uh, and outside, okay? The difference between the flesh and the demonic influence. The flesh is influenced by, the, uh, the, by, by, by this demonic type thing. And sometimes we act 
the way that we're not supposed to act. We need to understand that we are a spirit and we have to pay more attention to what's going on from the inside out than the outside in. Never, never, ever, ever, please, please, please read my lips. Let me, I mean, let me help you here. Never use these words. You made me feel this way. Here it is, you're talking from somebody out there telling them what they made you feel. No, you made, what you said, I didn't like. What you said was wrong. Perfect. But you made me feel, when you say this, you make me feel like this. God didn't, God did not, I'm laughing because the adversary is getting busted and you're getting delivered. Nobody can make you feel anything. People can say things and this is why it's so important, so, 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 so important to have the mind of Christ. Look at the things that people said to Jesus. But he had the mind of Messiah. He had the mind of God. He had that mind. <clears throat> they said they talked about him being a bastard. They talked about him being a devil. They talked about him being, I mean, they talked about him bad. But they did not make him feel anything because he knew who he was. You know that you are a new creation in Christ. It would be just like somebody coming up to telling me and trying to make me feel like I was that same uh, uh, drug dealer. I was that same prostitute. I was that same uh, 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 all those things that I was in the past. I was that same mean person. I was that same violent person. I was that same uh, 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 gangy type person. I was that same person doing this, 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 this. You can talk it all you want to. It's not going to make me feel anything. You can call me, you can say all the trashy things you want, but I know who I am. See, I know who I was, but then when I became a new creation, I know who I am. I, well, I, the only reason I know it, the only reason I know it is that I took on the mind of Messiah. I took on that mind who told me who I am in him and who he is in me. I had to take his mind. I didn't get that by quoting any words. I didn't get that by a mantra. I didn't get that by anything, but I got that by one thing. I took the love. God says, I love you so. I love you, Baker. I love you, girl. I love you, woman. I love you, son. I love you, son. I love you. And I didn't even know what the love is. I can't explain this love. It's not an earthly love. And, and, and so therefore, nothing from out there, unless I take it in here, unless I take it and I internalize it. When I internalize it, then I feel how I feel trashy, like the people, like whoever it is that are speaking those things want me to feel. 
It wasn't because I had such a great mother. It wasn't because I had a terrible mother. It wasn't because I had such a great father for those six years until he died. It wasn't that I had a horrible father. It wasn't because of anything out there. It is because, you see, my natural psychology that I learned in school would tell me all of that. That's what it would tell me. But then what it would do it would it it would uh, have it so that I am earthbound. Period. That then I forget who I am. I go into the mirror and I forget that I am a spirit and where I am seated and who I'm seated in and who I'm co-labor with and who lives on the inside of me and who I have presented this body to and who controls this. See, when I forget who I am, then you can make me feel anyway, because what you say, I take it and I own it. But until then, that's why I take every thought captive. I be taking thoughts captive all day, all through the day. I mean, you know, and especially when you spend as much time as I do by myself, because I enjoy my own company. Uh, when you spend as much time by, by myself, and and doing the things that I do, the kind of work that I do, the 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 uh, the horrible, horrific things that I hear and that I see, and all of this. When I hear all of these things, and then I have to keep it, I have to to learn how to do it. I have to learn how to flush it. I have sat up and had patients that were doing things that to 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 people to other people and i'm thinking i would like to and then in my thoughts i got to take those thoughts captive because then i cannot help that person get free so you 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 have to understand nothing on the outside i cannot let things on the outside control me on the inside if i did then control my thoughts and control these things i have to take captive every thought otherwise i would be bigger than this i, I would be so fat i would be so fat because i i have this i i have had this habit when i'm i'm uh, uh i i want to get mindless i can i can get in the kitchen and start to cook and then just start to eat and all that crystal loves it when i do that uh, when I get in the kitchen and just start to cook all these things, because then I call all these people and say, come get this, because otherwise I will get sick. Okay, I have, <laughs> I just thought I'd lighten it up for you for a moment. Okay, when I check the inside, when I real, <laughs> when I, when I real, when I realize something, when I realize that I'm allowing what's on the outside to take my peace, what's on the outside, the external, to bring an oppression over me, to pressure me from the outside. And this is what's called oppression. Many people are oppressed and they think that they're depressed, okay? Just, just think about this. Here it is, something here pressing in on you. <clears throat> you wake up with headaches, you have all of these things, and then people say, well, maybe I'm depressed. Well, you are and you aren't. There's an oppression that's pushing you down. And what it does is it steals what's on the inside. It takes your peace. And uh, the peace of God is supposed to be on the inside. But uh, you have this spiritual ability, the spiritual authority that you can take authority over all of these things, over all of these works. You can do these things. What happens is this. Sometimes you get so weak that you can't do it yourself. And that's why we need each other. That's why we have to walk in this oneness. That's why I love you. That's why you you have programs such as this and other programs and 
and and and all some it might hit your button and some might not but the thing of it is is that all you need is one word one one sentence one one any of it and what will happen is we'll start to have you to think differently but remember nothing nobody can hurt you from the outside it's not from the us not from the outside it's from the inside so don't let those thoughts you start to tell these babies, you start to tell these children, I don't care where it is that they live, you start to let them know about the love that you have for them and the love that God has for them. And that that love uh, uh, sometimes has to, uh, love is, is, is not what we think it is. And, and, and even asking God, God, give me a definition of your love for this little girl. Give me a definition of your love for this little boy so that they can understand some of it so that that I can speak this to them, it will go into their spirit. And that way that they can think on these things, to think on these things that are good, that are kind, that are lovely, that are of a great report. And, um, you know, uh, if you, you know, uh, end up owning a bad habit or a bad atmosphere from without, then you got to start to give yourself forgiveness. Okay, I forgive you for taking that mess on. I forgive you for that. I forgive you for that. And, uh, but I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to keep it. And uh, these things that keep going on and on call repetitive thoughts, repetitive ways, repetitive things. Then what happens is your mind continues to grow and grow and grow. And it gets so strong until you can't break out of it. And you have to have somebody else to break out of it. This is the reason that uh, I'm not a Christian therapist. I'm not a Christian anything. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I'm a belief therapist and a therapon, which is a healer. Therapon, uh, every time Jesus, uh, in the New Testament, when they talked about he healed them, it said he therapon them, or he was a therapia there. This is a therapia. That's what the word is. And remember, people do what they do because they believe what they believe. Why am I able to help so many people? Because I believe that I can. I believe this, this is one of the reasons that I'm in the world for and I'm, you don't want, um, you know, they talk about mental strongholds. I talk about metal strongholds because it's like a metal. It's like uh, you, you uh, uh, what the adversary wants to do is to put a, a grip, a grip from the inside so that uh, 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 a handicap from the inside so that you never realize that you can get rid of this so that you are free. You're freer than you think. And so all the wounds, everybody's been hurt. Everybody's been wounded. There is no one that has not been. But if you carry those things, what happens is that they have you in a place where you're not feeling, you're feeling like you're not worth or you're not valued. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know why I'm in this world. I don't know any of these things. And this is one of the reasons that people start to commit suicide because they, uh, you know, people commit suicide. And I'm doing a program with the McGee's on that. Um, you know, what have I done right? What What is there for me here? How I have accomplished anything? Uh, I, I, I just don't feel like I belong. And, you know, I failed at this. I failed in marriage. I failed at pregnancy. I lost my child. I lost this. I lost this. And, 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 um, you know, it's like, I don't have any friends and I don't have any this and I don't have any this. And you start to think those things from inside and what's happening. What's happening is that you're building, um, you're building a house on the inside. You're building your own prison. 
And so what happens is this, the key to it is this, taking those thoughts and realizing, are you kidding? I'm so, I'm so valuable to God that he came down to bring me up. So he came down to bring you up. He didn't come down just to save you and leave you in the earth. He came down, he came down to take you up because this is not where you live anymore. You're in this world, but you're not of it. You know, I can do all things. I can do all things because of who I have living on the inside of me. I can do all things. It didn't say I could do all things through Jesus. It says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, and when people tell you you can't do anything right, or you tell yourself, because forget about people, because they ain't telling you nothing, no way. Um, you know, uh, you tell yourself, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I do. I do all things right through Christ. Now is when I don't use it, when I don't let him use me and let him do it in me and whatever it is, you know, then that that's what that's what blows it, you know. Uh, I don't belong. Oh yeah, I do. I was belonging before any of this. I mean, I belong. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in this earth. You know what? I don't know whether you belong or not, but yes, I do know that you belong because everybody in the earth belongs to where God put them to belong. So I belong, okay? And my belong place is going to find me. It's looking for me all the time. And I'm a failure. Are you kidding? I'm still in this earth. I ain't failed yet. I've fallen many times, but all the times that I fall, I'm getting up. So you can hang that one up. I don't know what failure is because I don't know how to quit. I will not quit until I win. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I don't have, I, I, I have to have approval. I have to have all of these people. They have to approve of me. I was approved of by God. Uh, uh, look on your forehead. Look on your arm. Look on your chest. Approve. There's an approve sign there. A-P-P-R-O-V-E-D. Approved by God. <laughs> So all of those things, you know, you got, you are, uh, you know, although I've just not been happy. You know, I used to say all that. I have never had a man to love me. And I probably have never loved a man either. But at any rate, you know, I have never, I don't even know if there's that kind of happiness for me. I don't know this and I don't know that. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, ah, that sounds stupid. And I have to look in the mirror and I have to laugh at myself because I think of all of those husbands that I've had in the past in the in the world. I think of of, of the one the one I had uh, uh, since I w had been a believer. I think of some of these and I'm thinking, I am blessed. I am truly truly blessed. I am. You know, they are where they are. I'm sure that they're helping somebody to be happy. But the other part of it is, is that I realize who I am and I real. Oh, hello. Hello, Apostle Eddie. Are you joining me on my program? You have a program? Yes, I'm on right now. Tell the people hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, Apostle Eddie said hello, everybody. I'll call you back, Apostle Eddie, because I'm getting ready to end my program in a minute. Anyway. Anyway, I just had to let you say hi to him. Um, but you have to you have to realize uh, one thing, and you, uh, well, more than one thing. But the real thing to remember is this: you are worth love. As Lonzine, what Pastor Lonzine says, you were worth blood. 
Not only were you worth blood, but you were worth the fact that not only was Jesus on the cross dying and all of this stuff, but that he got up and then he took you from here to live with him. You don't have to wait until you die. You don't have to wait until this is dirt, until dirt is in the ground. You can do it now. So this is Dr. Baker, J. Baker, and uh, the information is on the screen where you can contact me. Also, the information is on the screen where you can send an offering to help us do the different things that we're doing, the different programs we're on. Remember, I'm on Mondays at one o'clock on uh, HSBN TV, uh, Tuesday, which is this at 6.30 to 7.30 with the really telling it like it is, the Monday is tell it like it is, the kingdom way, and Wednesday is still telling it like it is, on the Love and Unity TV network. So again, this is Dr. B. Baker, Dr. B.J. Baker, Dr. Baker J. Baker. All of those uh, is the same person, which is me. And I thank you so, so, so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for the comments. Thank you, Geneva and Frederick and Crystal and all of that. And so if it was just the four of us tonight, we did good. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye-bye.